Hi, this is Professor Smith. Uh, this is a quick podcast to review the content provided in week one of 5106. Today we'll discuss pharmacokinetics, pharmacodynamics, and genetics. Again, this is a brief overview just to supplement the previous lecture that we had together this week. Um, uh, as you go through, this kind of follows the patterns of the slides or the presentation and just kind of little snippets to think about while you're doing your studies for the exam. Okay, so remember, a drug is any chemical that can affect a living process. And ph pharmacology is the study of drugs and their interactions in the living system. It's very important that the nurse understands the medications that they're giving, as this can increase the nurse-to-patient uh, structure of that relationship. It can make it stronger. Um, it can increase respect and trust of the healthcare provider, and it can, can uh, improve adherence to plan uh, when looking at the overall uh, needs of the patient uh, and how medications um, can help the individual client get there. All right. It also provides an opportunity for active participation in the disease management of the patient and the nurse as well. It op really opens up the discussion back and forth uh, between the, the client and the nurse and overall um, has been shown to improve outcomes. So why are we learning about medications? Again, we don't want to memorize them. If you look up the side effects, I read you that list of Tylenol, which is enormous, um, but most of us have taken Tylenol and um, have never had trismus or uh, increased serum um, transaminase uh, but, or periorbital edema, but those are really extremes. But they, they, they've been shown to happen with Tylenol, so they have or acetaminophen, so they have to list this, okay? So... Understand that we learn how medications work uh, because there are different ways that we can use these drugs as well. Um, uh, the normal way or the, uh, the most common way that we use medications are for the FDA approved uses, uh, but we also also use them for their off-label uses as well. Okay, and There are also some unapproved ways that um, medications have been used and, and realistically we don't, we don't discuss that much in PHARM. Uh, because we're going to stay along the lines of what the FDA has approved and um, its common um, off-label uses as well. Uh, there are many drug-to-drug -drug interactions as well as drug-to-food interactions that we'll discuss throughout the uh, year. Uh, we'll point those out and sometimes it makes the drugs work better or work not as well. Um, and, and a lot of your focus needs to be as you go through looking at these drugs or the adverse effects or the side effects of these drugs. Uh, the adverse effects and the side effects, this is really where um, your nursing thought has to come in as to why we're going to give something, why we're not going to give something, and and the individual um, outcomes that we need to be evaluating for after we've actually given the medication. So let's jump into the pharmacokinetics. Pharmacokinetics is the active uh, or the activity or the fate of the drug in the body. This is how the body moves the drug around um, and um, it refers to how medications travel throughout the body. Like I said, they undergo a variety of biochemical processes that result in absorption, distribution, metabolism, and excretion. Again, the way to remember that is through the acronym ADME, A-D-M-E. So absorption, distribution, metabolism, and excretion. In other words, it's what the body does to the drug. So there's different ways that the drug can be absorbed. 
um, the ways uh, that they can be absorbed uh, fall under two categories, the enteral or the parenteral route. Uh, again, most of the medications that we're going to be given, uh, giving in the hospital are, and um, outside of the hospital are oral medications or PO. Um, enteral also includes sublingual and rectal. The parenteral, that's when we get into the IV, IM, and sub-Q. Each, um, uh, there are other methods as well to include transdermal, topical, inhaled, nasal, um, ocular. Um, we can put eardrops in, there's vaginal administration. And each one of these administration routes has benefit and strengths over the other, which we talked about in class. Again, PO is going to usually have a longer duration. Um, some blade will have a quicker onset. Um, um, IV um, would have a faster onset than IM, but IM would have a faster onset than sub-Q. And then once we start talking about um, duration, IV would have the shortest duration versus IM versus sub-Q. Um, and... Um, and we use these administration routes just for that, for those exact purposes. Uh, we might need something on board right now to work with pain. That would be the IV administration of, of potentially um, an opioid. Um, but we might need an opioid to work uh, for more than an hour. And so that's when we would start to go through uh, the different types of administration routes and choose maybe PO because the duration is actually going to be longer. So just to recap, the onset is the time to first therapeutic effect. The peak is the time to which the drug is at its highest serum concentrations. And the duration is the length of time the drug stays in um, the day, excuse me, the length of time the drug has its therapeutic effect. So the, the length of time that the therapeutic effect lasts. So factors affecting drug absorption. There's many of them. Um, there's the, um, the drug solubility, the pH of the substance, um, the interactions with other foods, uh, excuse me, with foods and other drugs, and also the health status as well. Um, the next portion is distribution. And so it's the movement of drugs throughout the body. Distribution is the transportation of medications to uh, sites of action by bodily fluids. Factors influencing distribution include blood flow, uh, and perfusion or circulation, permeability of the membrane, the ability to enter the cells, and plasma protein binding. Uh, something to really understand is when something is highly, when a drug is highly protein bound, it means that there's not a lot of that drug that's available to actually work on the receptor sites. So highly protein bound drug, the serum concentration of the active drug to work on the sites is lower. So if you have a low protein bound medication, then what's happening is uh, is that you have more of the, the drug molecules in circulation to actually work on the receptor sites. Okay. Um, and so just know that as we look at distribution, there's so many factors that affect distribution to include the protein binding, but the blood flow, how much blood is actually in circulation? Is there blood getting to the organ of or the receptor site that we're trying to stimulate? Um, how strong is the um, affinity of the receptor site to that drug. All of those would cause um, variations in the distribution and then variations to the pharmacologic effect of that medication. Metabolism is the breaking down 
uh, or the biotransformation of the medication into its less active or inactive form uh, by the action of enzymes. One of the most important enzymes is the cytochrome P450. Um, this occurs primarily in the liver, but it also takes place in the uh, kidneys, lungs, intestines, and blood. Remember the cytochrome P450 is important because it, it shows us what type of metabolizer um, the individual is, although this is not something we actually test for. So there's different types of metabolizers. So ultra-rapid, extensive, intermediate, and poor. All of those, um, all of each individual has a different speed at which they break medications down. Currently, we found over 6,800 cytochrome P450 sequences. And that that's what makes it so varied by individual and even identical twins like we discussed. So bioavailability, if we're giving it, um, I, if we're giving a medication IV, the bioavailability quickly is, is very high versus oral, which is very low. But throughout the time, there's still going to be the same amount of bioavailability of that drug in circulation, okay? There's things called, um, excuse me, the first pass effect, which um, the medication actually travels through the liver. Um, and so the first pass, pass effect um, inactivates a lot of the medication, or some of the medication um, after it goes through the liver and then distributes throughout the body. Um, so this is a, it's a factor that affects um, how much of the serum concentration of that drug is at a certain point. Um, but the bioavailability is we have to understand um, that the body breaks down the medications at the same pace, whether it's given IV or oral, it just really is how much is available at that serum level at specific times shows you the plasma concentration. The body will still um, metabolize the drug at that same pace versus IV, excuse me, it metabolizes the drug at the same pace, IV and PO. And multiple factors that affect bioavailability. Remember, the medication can be destroyed in the gut, not absorbed, destroyed by the gut wall, destroyed by the liver, and then you end up getting how much is in, um, um, goes out to circulation to affect the receptor sites. And then once the body circulates the drug, so remember, uh, excuse me, we'll back up. So we administer the drug. It needs to be absorbed. It's then distributed throughout the body. It is then metabolized by the various organs. And then we need to excrete the drug, get it out of the body. We don't want it to build up. If it's not excreted, you can get to high levels of concentration of that drug that you need out of the body. So what are the organs that do that? The organs, um, uh, the ways that we can get medication out is through excretion and it's the elimination of these drugs from body from the body primarily through the kidneys um, elimination also takes place through the liver lungs intestines and uh, the exocrine glands such as breast milk kidney dysfunction can lead to an increase in the duration and intensity of a medication's response so it's important to uh, monitor certain labs to include bun and the creatinine levels other forms of excretion, um, this uh, include urine, bile, sweat, saliva, breast milk, and expired air. So now let's get into the pharmacodynamics. Pharmacodynamics is we have to start all over again. Is what the drug does to the body, biochemical and physiological effect of the drug on the body. 
again, a different way to say this is the mechanism of action. When we're talking about the mechanism of action, we're talking about what's, what is it actually doing inside the body to create the type of response that we're looking for. There are different types of medications that we're giving. There's stimulants, depressants, replacing um, of electrolytes, replacing of um, different hormones. Um, there's some medications that we give to inhibit or kill organisms. Uh, there's also some irritants as well. So depending on what we're giving the medication for, um, depends on what we're trying to get the, the mechanism of action to exude, right? So what are we trying to do? So if we're giving a blood pressure medicine, what we're trying to get that mechanism of action to do is to lower the blood pressure. Well, what, how are we going to do that? Are we going to give a drug that's, we're going to, we are going to give a drug, excuse me, that either blocks or stimulates certain receptor sites throughout the body to get that intended effect. Um, things that come along with receptor sites um, include the thought of affinity. How strong is that drug attached to that receptor site? How easily is it removed? How long is it going to be on that receptor site? Um, so those are all factors that go along uh, with um, how often we need to give a medication. We also need to think about other medications that can pull that drug off and reverse the effects of that initial drug. So a, a medication um, is uh, an agonist um, when it's a medication that binds or mimics the receptor activity of that endogenous uh, compound. For example, morphine is an agonist because it activates the receptor sites that produces analgesia, sedation, constipation, and other effects. Remember, receptors... Um, are the medications target sites on or within the cell. Antagonists are medications that can block the usual, usual receptor site that endogenous compounds regulate or the receptor activity of other medications. For example, Losartan, an angiotensin II receptor blocker, is an antagonist. It works by blocking angiotensin II receptors on the blood vessel, which prevents vasoconstriction. So drug response, now we need to get into the MEC and the toxic concentration. The minimum, minimum effective concentration is the amount of drug that needs to be in the uh, serum, the serum level of a drug um, to actually get the intended effect. So the, the plasma drug, the plasma concentration of that drug can't fall below that level or we can't or we're not going to get the intended effects. We also have the toxic concentration. Toxic concentration refers to the levels at which a substance can damage an organism. And the therapeutic range or the therapeutic level sits in between the toxic concentration and the minimum effective concentration. And that's really our sweet spot. That's where we want um, our drug concentration to be um, at all times while we want those intended therapeutic effects. When we change our lens a little bit and we look at that therapeutic index, we need to understand that most drugs that we administer have a very wide therapeutic index. 
therapeutic index kind of gives us a safety profile um, that that if we fall too high, if we go too far above serum concentrate, if we fall above serum concentrations above the LD50 or the lethal dose 50, that's when we're truly going to have organ toxicity to include nephrotoxic, um, hepatotoxicity, can be cardiotoxic, pulmonary toxic, neurotoxic, immunotoxic, and autotoxic, okay, affecting the ears. So we need to think about that and we need to be understanding that when a, a medication has a narrow therapeutic index, those are the drugs that we're going to start doing peak and trough levels and random levels to ensure safety for the individual client taking those medications. And those are all blood draws that we can do either in the hospital or as an outpatient. Okay. So let's just take a quick overview of kind of what we talked about today. So today we reviewed um, and we described pharmacokinetics and dynamics and, the, and those individual processes. Uh, we identified factors contributing to pharmacogenetics, and we talked about especially the cytochrome P450 and how each individual um, has many different comorbid diseases and hereditary factors that can affect um, how medications actually work throughout the body. Uh, we've discussed receptor sites, um, agonist and antagonist. And we took a second to explain the therapeutic objectives of drug administration. Um, thank you for listening. Again, today's a brief overview. This is not the full lecture. Um, today, we took, uh, during this podcast, we took a few moments to touch on the highlights of each part. I hope you liked the review. Um, I hope you have a good day, and thank you. Thank you.